Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Mad Man Mo. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Tonight's episode, we're going to talk about some Clifford the Big Red Dog drama that's honestly got me a little worried. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney, and uh, Suicide Squad, people seem to actually like it. We're going to finish off the episode with a review of The Rock's new Disney movie, The Jungle Cruise. I guess we could kind of just hop right in here to Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm stressed out, Madman, because they have pulled this movie from U.S. release. Last week we talked about the Green Knight. Uh huh. Sucks for the U.K. You yeah. guys don't get the movie. Woo woo woo. Well, now they're pulling U.S. movies, and I'm having flashbacks to when they did it before, and it starts with one, and then studios see that, and another studio pulls it. All of a sudden, there's no fucking movies to play, and I'm scared. It's interesting that. It took Clifford the Big Red Dog to get pulled for it to feel like real. <laughs> to, to feel, feel real, like, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, everything's going to get pulled now. Um, mm, well, last time it was and, Trolls. I feel like that was one of the first casualties. Yeah, these kids' movies. I think it's because, I honestly think it's because, you know, obviously COVID, the Delta variant, um, and it's a family film, and, I, you know, families are just not going to show up for it because of the scare. And uh, and and for them to pull it, it makes sense. It feels like it's going to go to Paramount Plus, right? I feel like that's what everyone's looking at, or or we just have that feeling it's going to go to his respective mm. um, streaming, you know, site or website or uh, whatever. You know, maybe I, I, that's how I feel whenever I see something get pulled. I'm like, all right, great, it's going to go on Paramount Plus where it should have. You know, like it's I I I I don't think this movie was going to be a hit in in the theaters but what what do i know right <laughs> yeah well paramount plus hasn't really had any big budget movies just drop on it yet so this would i mean i guess this is technically a big budget movie but the interesting thing is this is a september movie so we're still well we're like i mean two months away literally um but so they're looking a month and a half ahead of time there's some analysts doing something because this isn't just a gut check like they're they're like, all right, someone's they they've seen enough data, they've seen whatever, to think that they're just not going to make money a month and a half from now. But apparently, Paramount thinks that Clifford the Big Red Dog is like a thing. Like they think this movie has a lot of potential and it's going to do really well. The trailer they were noting in the article had 130 million views in the first week, and I guess Damn. they were kind of saying like, oh, hey, look, we got a wild one in our hands. I don't think it's like that. I think I know that I watched the trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog simply to be like, wait, holy shit, they have a live action Clifford? Like, I need to see what this looks like and how like crazy it is. Not that crazy. I mean, it's you know, looks like every other live action CGI movie. But I don't know. I think that they're like putting a little too much emphasis into how many people watch that trailer. Cause I do agree with because I think you're coming at this from the angle of like, I mean, this movie's not gonna be that big anyway, obviously. But I think yeah. Paramount does not think that. I think Paramount is on the train that it's going to be a big movie. Well, I, man, who's even starring in this movie? I don't even care enough to know who's like the lead. It's a big red dog. I mean, we could look it up. Let me see. So that, the dog <laughs> It's a big red dog. Yeah. Oh, the voice actor is like Sam Jackson or something? Like, oh, that'd be- <laughs> like what's the big name? Who's that'd the be- big name here? Because at least Sonic, Sonic had James Marsden, right? Yeah, I mean, and, burying the lead of Jim Carrey, brother. <laughs> and it, well, yeah, that's true. Who did amazing, carried the movie. 
Did he? But those are kind of <laughs> some bigger names. I know it wasn't a pun, but it's like Jim Carrey carried the movie. Get it? Um, hey, 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 that's a little, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. We're we doing the review now? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. So, uh, it's got Jack Whitehall of the Jungle Cruise in it, who plays Uncle Casey. It's got John Cleese, who feels like he would be in a movie like this. I like John Cleese, yeah. It's got uh, Tony Hale uh, from Arrested Development and things of that nature. Who the hell is that guy? He's uh, Buster. Tony Hale. He's, yeah, he plays Buster. Plays Buster in this movie? Well, no, he plays Buster in Arrested Development. He's also like in oh, Veep okay. and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, he, he's a guy. And then, I don't know, you got Russell Peters, like the comedian. So, there's no, the big name is there is no big name. Uh, so, who's like, does Clifford have that much star power? The big red dog? Does he going to bring everyone in? No, but it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's never been put to, I mean, we've had a cartoon TV show before. Uh, yeah. We've had the books. And now we're seeing it. This is like the live action Clifford the big red dog. It's very exciting. It's very Detective Pikachu. I mean, they're just counting on the fact no, that people I don't care. Think, I think it's like nothing like Detective Pikachu. I don't know, man. They are, if Ryan Reynolds is in this movie, then yeah. Be yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't know who's playing Clifford. I think the dog doesn't talk, though. Does Clifford talk? I don't think in the trailer. I don't think I saw him talk. He should, though. I mm. think I, it would have been great to have, like, like I'm telling you, like Sam Jackson or someone, just voice, <laughs> voice actor to it. Yeah. Or like, you know, Bill Murray, he did Garfield. Great. He did great cast, yeah, great casting. I didn't see that. Uh, I also did, I think. <laughs> great <laughs> casting in the trailer, yeah. There you awesome. go, yeah. I feel like that movie. <laughs> well, came I don't out. remember, I, I think I might have, but it's like all those movies are kind of like, like there's an era of movies that came out in like 2000 and 2005 that I just don't remember. When did Garfield come out? I'm gonna look that up real quick. I, I want to say like 2006, 2007. It might have been 2004. I feel like oh, Stuart yeah, Little came out. 2004. Like, so 2004. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like a freshman in high school. So that's, by that time, you know, I was already doing drugs and everything. Um, yeah. So yeah. As, as one does. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, 2004. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's why I didn't watch that movie because I was in high school and I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, you were like kissing girls and stuff, you know, yeah. like, jumping kids. Oh, oh, shit. Being a bully. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but the the big scare is just like you said. It's just that it just feels like more movies are going to be pulled pulled back, pulled yeah. out, right? Because with like, I mean, I'm no scientist here, right? I'm not a health professional, mm. but let them know once once you, once you start getting to like November, December, mm. usually people get sick, right? Oh yeah, that's I mean that's what they're saying. There's like a second wave, right? People, man, there's been so many damn waves, bro. Yeah, second wave, third wave, there's some more waves coming. Delta variant is going to be like the big kahuna. Yeah, I think the the thing they keep saying is a is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we'll see. Because now I'm an anti-masker. I don't even give a shit. I got them vaxxed and waxed, brother. I'm ready to go. But You're people, ready to go? Yeah, dude. but people, like, they're really, like, they don't want to get vaccinated. They're about it. Like, I don't want to go another vax rant, and I'm not going to, but it's just... Like, someone posted a video, and I was watching it, and this guy was just talking about it. He was making a lot of sense. He was like, oh, the FDA approved it. Same people, they approved all this food that's giving people, you know, diabetes and putting all these additives and stuff that's giving us cancer and heart disease. And I'm like, damn, that's yeah. true. Preach. And then he was like, this is the mark of the beast, just like in Revelation. And I was like, well, okay, well, okay, well, maybe not. I, I don't know there. Uh, You're going to see it split up, then. You're going to see 
I guess states that are open and states that are not. Because I I work in the and this is just county, right? I, I work yeah. very close to Orange County, and you know, there's people that come that are they live in Orange County, and they kind of cross over to LA County mm. barely. Yeah, and it's like, a, oh oh yeah, this is LA County. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. Orange County, we don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you're in LA County. Yeah, and and I mask. guess there's just this part of me that. When I see this movie get pulled, I just get a little nervous. And we talked about it last time. But I remember when this all started. I mean, of course, this is wildly unprecedented. Everyone's saying once every hundred years, all this stuff, whatever. I remember talking to someone else, and they're like, "We're never, we're not going to shut down." They're like, "I remember there was a fire like two miles from our location. You know, there was smoke everywhere in the room." They still told us to keep the building open until it was a mile, like just crazy stuff. And they're like, "There's no way we're going to close." And they'd been yeah. doing this for years. And we did. And we closed for months. When we reopened, when everything kind of reopened, they took away the tier system. They're like, here you go. I was like, Psh. man, there's no way they could take that away. And then, boom, LA County's masked up again. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe they fucking can, dude. I, who knows? <laughs> Clearly they can. Clearly they can. <laughs> I just don't want to have to find toilet paper again. I hated that so much. That was, was a annoying. weird time. Bite, that was a weird too, time. Too, too much toilet paper. You know, I remember being at Ralph's, buying my essentials, walking out, and then they got the shipment, the toilet paper in, and it was a madhouse. Yeah. It was a madhouse. There is a guy that worked inside this Ralph's. There's a little bank in there. He he ran from his job. He he was on. He was there, and he ran, and he got the big like family size, like forty, like one. Yeah, and he was like, "Yep, yep," and he grabbed it, and then he just took it back to his his little bank area and paid for it later. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming. And I was like, I already had some toilet paper, but I bought some more just because I felt like I needed to in that moment. No, no, I, I bought a. Um, so I waited in line at Target. Um, you know, I got there at like store open at eight. I got there at like seven thirty in the morning, just waiting in line. Um, and there's a long line going all through the store you, to get yeah. you know all the products. And so I got, I was able to get some Clorox wipes and yes. some toilet paper. And they were selling um, bottles of alcohol, so you could like make your own wipes. So I bought that too. Did not use it. I just threw it away recently. And, um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Is yeah, this? I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> I was talking. I was talking to my fiance, and I was like, "Should we keep this?" For she's like, "No, just throw it away." I was like, "All right, fine." Um, and then I still have a like giant like Costco family size case of yeah. paper towels because I wasn't sure if I would get toilet paper. I still have like there's I used one, so there's still eleven left. Just this massive <laughs> of paper towels, um, which is now just sitting in my garage because I'll never like I'm never gonna go through. Uh, I don't yeah. just don't live with that many people. But yeah, it was a wild time. So we'll see how it goes. I was like, I feel like it's like a depressing start, but it just stresses me out. Like, keep, gotta keep the movies, man. Keep the movies. That being said, Netflix, like, they're, they're handling business. Netflix is still gonna be putting out movies. Uh, HBO Max will at least put out series. But I mean, well, a lot of productions, I think I saw in variety. I didn't see exactly which ones, but. I'll see it right yeah. here. Three COVID outbreaks reported at entertainment industry facilities. So damn, it's a weird time. Damn, <laughs> damn indeed. That's, that's gonna suck, man. It, that's gonna suck. Keep going to the movie theaters and support them. Yeah, get COVID. 
Get it. Whatever. If you're not vaxxed, you don't care anyway. <laughs> have fun. And if you are, have fun. You deserve it. And Go to it. the Encore Beach Club in Vegas. Yeah. We ain't scared. <laughs> You should have seen that. If I showed you a video there, if you have any mild concerns <laughs> about COVID and I showed you a video of that place, it was disgusting. Like, you would be shocked. <laughs> you would be shocked at what you saw there. The amount of people just condensed. It was, oh, it was awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, people in the pool with their drinks in their hands and you're like, how much water? Like, like that drink looks very watered down. Oh, I'm man. sure some of the pool water dipped in there yeah. there is no one cared people were shaking their asses wow <laughs> well when it, during the bachelor party one of my buddies he paid for like a 20 dollar drink which is i mean it honestly like less than 10 ounces it's so insane yeah he paid for a 10 dollar drink started walking in the pool tripped because there's a big step and that drink was just in the water immediately and, uh, yeah, they don't give you a new one. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no there's hey, such thing as customer me, service. Ma'am, I, yeah. I brought my twenty dollars drink in the pool. Yeah, no one cares. Uh, and that's yeah. just uh, and I saw that happen a couple times. So that's great. That's hilarious. <laughs> pool is a huge drink liability. That's hilarious. Um, but let's talk about Suicide Squad a little bit. I think this is okay. You know, I would okay. I, I know how this podcast goes. You seem to, I would say this is the general trend, and you can tell me if you disagree. You tend to be open to most movies. You're like, I I can see the good here. I like most things. For the most part, your reviews are higher than mine, like your scores. You're like, oh, I see like why someone would like this. I get this. And you kind of, you know, you can almost transport yourself into like, I get why people would enjoy this. I'm going to give it this score. I'm much less forgiving. And one of the movies that we felt very different about is this new Suicide Squad. I mean, I've been very anti this movie from the get-go. I'm cool with James yeah. Gunn, but I don't think he's any kind of, you know, like, savior to me, at least from, my, from where I'm concerned. Yeah, so I'm, I'm cool with the Guardians movies. Those are kind of, the you know, the biggest budget stuff he's done. He did stuff like Super and Slither, things that, again are okay they're fine right i i don't feel wildly passionate about any of these movies and therefore not super passionate about james gunn so the fact that he was directing it didn't really mean much to me i was like whatever but batman you've been supporting this movie from the get-go oh yeah big fan big fan of an ensemble cast obviously right i also liked the (laughs) first film and so i just like the continuation right and it's a it's like a standalone sequel I I get it. I I think I like that a little bit even more, um and uh, and just like the lore behind it, because DC has so many characters that are just they have a, a list of characters you could have, and and that's how this movie goes. Um and 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 James Gunn, he just has that cult like fan fan uh, following, like people just love love him in like a cult way, and I I I. I think it's cool. I'm I'm proud to be part of that cult. Well, I think part of James Gunn's appeal to to a lot of people online is that he was canned by Disney and then brought back. Right? So like I feel like people are invested in his success in that way because he got in trouble for some old tweets, like you know, seems like every other famous person did. I don't know what the hell was going on in 2010 when Twitter came out or whenever it was, but Jesus. Yeah. And uh, sure. they were like, oh, sweet. So I could just say anything. They're like, sweet. AIDS, Nazis, like Jesus. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, they were just, <laughs> so people were going crazy, having a good time. 
And, you know, he did the same. You know, they resurfaced, and someone made a, made a deal about him, and Disney fired him. And he wasn't going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then people said, hey, like, chill out. He apologized for the tweets. It was like, he's like, a, yeah. it was a long time ago. I was a dumbass. I made a movie like Slither. Like, I mean, I was just doing wild shit, you know? Like, let me live. Yeah. And they brought it back. It was like, apology accepted. And I think people are kind of invested in that. So, which, I, and I think, when I think about James Gunn, that's what I think about first. I don't even really think about Guardians. I think about, oh, he got like, you know, we brought it back. The internet helped him out. Yeah. Here's a fun fact, too. He was married to Jenna Fisher for eight years. Oh. And and I remember it because I was like, oh, Jenna Fisher, she must be dating John Krasinski, right? Because they're so likable in the office. They have great chemistry. And I looked it up. I'm like, damn, she's been with this guy for eight years. And then, that's you wild. know, they got divorced and she found someone else. But that's where mm. I, like, you know, the office is an old show. <laughs> so this is me, like, yeah. early high school or whatever. And I'm just, like, looking on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, well, who is this guy? And then, you know, you start going down the rabbit hole and start watching, you know, films or productions that they're in and just go through it um and so i was like if if he's good enough for jenna fisher he's good enough for me and then uh and i don't know i, I just kind of liked him and then, uh, i really enjoyed Guardians of the galaxy it, it was like the perfect it was it was like the perfect marvel movie for me because it was it was you know different and and i'm happy that they they took that risk and it it worked out for them and um i'm happy he got you know this other job and and can re- revitalize. It's pretty much like DC's Guardians of the Galaxy, right? You know, like it's like it's like their 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 uh, vision is what they're trying to do, and um and the overwhelmingly positive response. It's like, man, this is gonna be better obviously than Guardians of the Galaxy, but it might be like the the best DC film they've had to date. Which I mean, I think. You know, they've said that for, it seems like, every movie that comes out. And every time someone says that, the response is always like, well, the bar is pretty low already. Uh, so, at least they're trending in the <laughs> right direction. Oh, man. It's so true, though. <laughs> it's super true. And, yeah. you know, it. I mean, you saying that you enjoyed the first Suicide Squad is still the wildest take of all time. Because yeah. David Ayer uh, just kind of, like, re- like, released his soul on Twitter. He does not even like Suicide Squad. The one that he made. Well, supposedly, this guy released like very a true. Three- yeah, <laughs> what's up? When I read what he said, you know, I just want to kind of apologize to him because when I read what he said, I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, oh damn, I kind of like the the studio version. <laughs> I, like, I know it's bad, but I, you know, I just enjoyed you know the team dynamic and the actors and, <laughs> and just the 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 characters they played. But uh, go on. Well, it's. This is such a weird thing that he wrote because, I mean, look, people he are bringing in. up his name. The Suicide Squad, as you mentioned, is we'll talk about a little more after this, is getting rave reviews. Um, a Rotten Tomatoes is like a 97% with over like 60, 70 reviews. It, it's yeah. it's going to be cemented as a 90 plus movie. People seem to love it. It's R rated. It's got, you know, it's just kind of everything. Just this really fun, action packed, violent comic book movie. That really fits what the Suicide Squad is supposedly supposed to be about. Yeah. And David Ayer is now dealing with all this. And people are talking shit about him. Like, oh, thank God David Ayer's not doing this. Just a reminder, David Ayer directed the first one. He ruined everything. He released a three-page note. Like, (laughs) just clipping. (laughs) It starts out with, 
the the second sentence my pops committed suicide christmas morning when i was four in miami and that was just the Jeez. beginning foster care abuse disruption chaos i went to more schools than i can count what's stability and it's like whoa okay that's a lot um <laughs> And now, you know, so clearly he's been feeling strongly about this for a long time. The next Mm -hmm. sentence, I was in South L.A. doing hood rat shit as a kid. Got arrested. L.A. County probation forever, which is not true because he's out now in theory. Um, Had to take, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hyperbole? As we know, I mean, he might be, uh, you know, they might be looking for him. We found him. He's on Twitter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I've seen bodies, blood, heads busted open, watched people die, stepped over brains on the sidewalk to catch my Jesus. bus, been shot at more times than I can remember. So, I don't know how high you can count, but I can count pretty high. So, he literally does not even know the number of times he's been shot at. That's how many times it's happened. He was one of the first crack houses in L.A., and I'm sure that's factual, was on his block. Rolling 20s hood. Uh, all, all the respect due to Rolling 20s. Um, what's going on? Is that what he said at the end? No, no, I'm just, I'm just talking. Just talking. Yeah, uh, I don't know what part of South LA he grew up in, but it's not my South LA. Mm, <laughs> I okay. definitely didn't step on brains uh, to get into the bus. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, that's <laughs> intense. Um, and do you think he's doing that just because everyone's talking shit about him? <laughs> well, Where he's like, you didn't talk shit about this guy? The guy that stepped on brains to get onto his bus? Yeah. That is still on probation? You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, I think I think because people I've made been a shot comment. out more times than I can even count. Yeah, literally, yeah. He was like, I cannot count that high. Like, one, two, three, four. I lost it. Lost it. I've been it. shot zero times. Damn. Can count that. <laughs> mm. um, oh, because it starts, I don't know what quit is. So I think that's like the mission statement oh, of this thing. Okay. Like I don't know what quit is. So people are saying like David Ayer, you should quit. David Ayer, I want you, you know, hang it up. James Gunn's here to do the heavy lifting. Any movie you ever wanted to do, just let James Gunn direct it so we don't have to hate ourselves. Which is well, brutal. I know that yeah. felt even mean when I said it. Um <laughs> and so I think that's his mission statement. I don't know what quit is. I am not who you think I am. Nothing in my life was handed to me. That's how it starts. Instead of just saying, hey, screw you guys, this is Twitter, he went in. Um, and okay. it's one of those things where this is clearly very serious, but I just couldn't help but laugh at just the fact that these things were actually written down. Oh, and then he started writing screenplays. This is the second page. I wrote and wrote. I got sucked back into the streets, as people do, smoking PCP okay. and cruising in my old cutlass. I didn't Jeez. have a refrigerator. I didn't have a bed. I had nothing. I didn't file taxes return. I didn't file tax returns for seven years. Shout out, Mike. The situation. I had yeah. no future. <laughs> I figured I was just burning time until I caught a case and got locked up. There you go. And then he wrote this Training Day. Boom. He's essentially saying it was like an autobiography. <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh man. Let's see. Rampart scandal. Put. Okay. Here we go. I put my life into Suicide Squad. I made something amazing. My cut, the A or cut, is intricate yeah. and an emotional journey with some bad people who are shit on and discarded, a theme that resonates in my soul. The studio Oof. cut is not my movie. Read that again. Oh, I hate when people say read that again. I read yeah. that shit. You don't need somebody to read it again. 
I comprehended. <laughs> I understood everything you just said. Yeah. Read that again. You don't own me. Um, my cut is not the 10-week director's cut. It's a fully mature edit. Standing. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, here you go. It's a fully mature edit by Lee Smith. Standing on the incredibly work. Well, that's just bad grammar. Uh, by John Gilroy. <laughs> It's all Stephen Price's brilliant score with not a single radio song in the whole thing. Dang. What? That's a huge, huge shot to fans of the soundtrack of Suicide Squad. Damn, I love the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's all studio, Yikes. apparently. He's attacking me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It has traditional character arcs, amazing performances, a solid third act resolution. Which <laughs> <That's> fucking <good. laughs> Because it doesn't. The, the movie does not. It does not. I remember no, leaving Suicide Squad, watching it with a group of people, bullshit. all ready to talk about it after, walking out and being like, I don't understand what just happened. I was literally confused. I was like, I don't get what we just watched. Okay. And uh, that makes sense. He's like, so yeah, should be clear by now that I don't have any quit in me. <laughs> Never have. Uh, yeah, so that's Ooh, why. It's just, I like how he went back to it and started off with quit. Yep, and Oh, he has it again. I'm so on quit question mark after my kids watch me come home every day after the studio <laughs> takeover like of the edit with my heart torn out. Who would Damn. I be to them if I quit? I never told my side of the story and I never will. Yikes. We just kind of did a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, a little uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told he told some of the some story. Side of the yeah, story. He, told, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he talked about his heart being ripped out. That's part of the story. Um, intense, and he's very proud of James and excited for the for the success that's coming. So he shouts out, "Look, oh man, do I, you respect him like a little bit more, like David Ayer?" I do. I feel bad for laughing, kind of, um, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't feel bad for laughing. <laughs> no, well, no, because there's this part of it right where you know he he's in the public eye. He, he, you know, he's making this movie that people are excited to watch. He's got Will. I mean, he's got Will Smith in it. He had Will Smith, yeah. Jared Leto, like oh, it's the hitters. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot. I mean, yeah, she she made it through somehow. She's <laughs> only piece. Um, and it could have worked. And apparently, he made something that did work. You know, but it's also yeah. it was always meant to be a PG thirteen movie. And so it's like the studio now is saying like, oh, now let's try this R rated one. James Gunn, give it a go. Like this is great. And so that kind of feels, you know, wrong. But I don't know. It's hard. I don't trust the studios. I don't. Except A24. No, and hey. they, yeah, they might have screwed just David Ayer. You know, they might have just yeah. screwed him. And and they they probably figured out that they did. And, and you're right, because with James Gunn, they, A rated R. You could kill off as many people as you want. Have fun. Yeah. Make your movie. James Gunn's like, I'm going to freaking do it. And he did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, because there's, you know, the part where he said there's no radio song in it. For some reason, that like, he's like, my cut has no radio music. I feel like that was the whole Suicide Squad, which is, you know, old oldies hits. Yeah. Like when I think about Suicide Squad, I just think of like old pop music and a story that didn't make any sense to me. And uh, Viola Davis, for some reason. Validate is just killing killing people for no reason. Yeah, um, I I think he's 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 obviously lying a little bit. You know, he's you know a little white lies here and mm. there. Like he's he's fluffing it up. 
I don't oh. think this guy really stepped on brains to get to the buzz. No, he, he stepped over that. him. He stepped over the brains. He didn't step on him. I don't think that's a, you know, that's not real. That's. Well, that's here's the real. thing. Like, you know, people say things like that. Yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, hyperbole, right? He did say probation forever. It's like, well, that's not or, true. Or what do you say? Shot, shot at. Let me pull this up. Too again. many times. This guy did PCP. This guy's a, a druggie, dude. Yeah. I don't know how he got. Like, do they do background checks for directors and stuff? Well, like, no, hey, as long as you wrote a good story, he's in there tweaking and stuff. You saw Jack Black in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> yeah, and his, his jelly beans. His jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because this guy's like, this guy's out of control. Hey, but you know what? The PCP scene and like Training Day is so good. He's like, it was, it was based on his life. Well, yeah. Looks like. What do you like? He's like, oh, I didn't know you like to get wet, but naked. He's like, what? He's like, PCP. <laughs> like he tells, he's like, oh, it's intense, right? Like Denzel's just so evil in that movie. He is. He's David Ayer, I think. Yeah. David Ayer was like, this is me, bro. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. It's like, ain't like I put a gun to your head. But he did. That's why it was crazy yeah. thing to say. That's like the best Denzel, too. Oh, so good. And it's crazy because that's like Denzel. the only time we've got that Denzel. It's also the only time yeah. he won an Academy Award. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's a lot But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I'm all about the artist Fuck the studio, so I, I'm cool with it But it, also at the same time, I wish, like, someone, like his wife Or someone was like, hey, you don't have to explain why you're gonna quit You can just make another movie And then that also shows that you're not quitting Like, you don't have to tell him that you were, like, I don't know, in foster care And your dad killed himself Which is just so, even, like, saying it, like, Brilliant. makes me cringe a little bit Because it's so Pretty intense intense it, yeah. And um, and I mean he's four years old. It's his story. He can share it however the hell he wants. I almost feel bad that all this came out in response to someone just talking shit on Twitter because that's literally what it is. Like this comment is a response. He said, "Okay, my turn," and he's responding to a comment of someone just being shitty to him on Twitter. Yeah, that's like damn. He could have made a whole movie about you know him being a PCP head running around LA stepping over brains and shit. You know, the training day prequel. Like, that would have been dope. Like, we could have done that. Instead, we got this, like, weird thing where he's thinking about, I never quit. You know why? Because, shit, I, I got shot at so many times, and I was doing PCP, yeah. and I'm here. My daddy died when I was four. Yeah, it's like, fuck, man. So, you know how many bloody carcasses I carried? Yeah, I but I mean, quit. and at the quit. same time, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, when you think mental health, like just general mental health, there's yeah. no way. Even if people weren't talking shit, make a Suicide Squad movie like five years ago, critically panned. Everyone except mm-hmm. the Madman seems to hate it. And then they make another one, and it's like universally loved. Because this statement well, didn't it, come out like you know before yeah. when he's like, no, like all these reviews are coming out. Everyone seems to love it. Certified people are about it. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, Ugh. I mean, it's gotta be rough no matter which way he's you look going at it. through it for sure. He's lashing out. Like this is he's being phased out. He's going out with in a blazing fashion. He's, 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 he's seeing, he's seeing it all. Mm. James Gunn's back. He got his career back. David Ayer. He's been making misses and misses. And oh, he made that movie with Shia, huh? Damn. Yeah, that one wasn't good. Damn. It wasn't good. Well, that was... And he I, did Sabotage, right? Is it Sabotage? Or, like, what's it called? Let me see. Oh, yeah, Sabotage. Yeah, I didn't even... That's so... Honestly, there's certain, like, covers... It wasn't great. Like, movie cases yeah. where I could just look at it and be like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I know I'm not going to like this. That came out before yeah. Fury. 
Oh, wow, it's an old movie. The cover of Sabotage is Arnold Schwarzenegger and then a bunch of people behind him. That's all I need to see to not watch a movie. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, no. Arnold was dope in it, though. But it was just, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of forgettable characters that are just, you know, very just one-sided and yeah. dumb. Uh, I mean, jeez. Yeah, you know, and you mean Street Kings, which is like... So you can see you can see the PCP use in some of these movies and the brain stepping over. <laughs> it, judging it makes sense. PCP. No, it makes sense because he wrote Training Day, but he didn't direct it. Uh, he sold the script. No, he he couldn't. You kidding me? This well, yeah, guy was cracked like, out. He probably showed him like ninety pages of just like weird, like probably different different colored papers, like just a lot of scribbles <laughs> and shit, blood on them, yeah. some brain left over. Damn. And then they were like, you know what? This looks pretty good. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna get you a shot, kid. And he's like, oh great, nah, yeah. more drug money. This guy's a wild card. Ooh, he wrote the screenplay for Fast and the Furious. Dude, this guy's a genius. <laughs> it's also like a very simple screenplay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, he's well. What? Well, Looks like he's one of, of like many writers. Liners, but. What? Oh yeah, he's one of many many writers. There's three credited. He's not even one of the top three credited. So, all right, he's... How many people wrote Fast and the Furious? I don't know. But it was a lot of good one-liners, like you said. You can't just... <laughs> Everyone just chiming in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in your face. Like, hey, someone write that down. Write that down, dude. He's in his face. Get it? <laughs> it's a room of like 30 people. <laughs> Everyone's high-fiving. PCP's being yeah. passed around. <laughs> yeah. <just> doing drugs. <laughs> Everyone's on drugs. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, awesome. I'm conditioned to think that's how Cat Williams actually is the one that made me feel like that's how the world is now. Like, because Cat Williams said, I, so, okay, so here's the other thing Cat Williams, um, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about Cat Williams. There's a lot of different stories about Cat Williams. Cat Williams has been arrested a thousand times. I believe everything Cat Williams has ever said, just inherently. Like, so if you're yeah. like, oh, Cat Williams said this, isn't that crazy? I believe it. I believe everything. One of the things he said, I mean, in some of the stand-up specials is that, you know, in Hollywood, people just do drugs at meetings, like, openly. Like, they'll just put out coke on a table and be like, all right, everything look good, and then snort the coke, and then, like, sign a paper. And I believe, I just, I believe it. I believe it. I don't know, I just do. That's how they made Clifford the Big Rake Dog, you know, you just... <laughs> it's like, how big is this dog? He's like, it's fucking big, dude. He's big as <laughs> a great meeting. It's <laughs> fucking huge. Does he say anything? No, he's a fucking dog. Yeah, man. That's like, yes, yes. Let's make it, make it, make it. Uh, That's hilarious. But yeah, Suicide Squad, man. Ron Tomatoes are high. The hype is real. The Madman is vindicated. You know, I, I you've, been, you've been supporting this movie from day one. Um, unironically, you're a fan of it. And I, I, I mean, this is your time to shine, man. I'm stoked. Oh, I'm stoked. I was telling you, this is like days before I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm hearing great things. I, and then the, the reviews started coming in, which is also a thing that we got to talk about because these early reviews always good. I feel like sometimes they get paid to do them. Yeah. They're never, they're never bad. Early reviews are never bad. They're super positive. And everyone's like, wow, blown away. Like, just came out of the theater. What a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn is uh, the director of the future. This is someone yeah. that you need to make everything about. No, and I then they yeah. just go in and, you know, they're all kind of the same, a little different. No the, one's saying anything mean. Yeah. Or someone might be like, oh, it's a, it's some interesting choices here. But this is the best in the series. This is the best Warner Brothers like, has done. 
things like that that'll always come up but um you know and so those were always good so i just i don't even think about those like those initial tweets that come out because it's like they're nothing like they're it's just these guys guys and gals are on an emotional high from being invited out somewhere yeah, I just got a screen to watch them. Yeah, to watch a movie ahead of time. They probably got free popcorn. Go to the main Chinese theater. Some merch. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. See, but then when the Rotten Tomatoes, so Rotten Tomatoes released at a hundred percent, but right now eighty-five reviews, ninety-six percent. I mean, when I saw, I mean, you can't. That's that's certified. Yeah. That certified fresh. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. So let's see. Next up here, we got Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Uh, this is something that what a lot. Whoa! What do you Whoa. mean? Huh? What a headline! <laughs> uh, this is something that got talked about a lot in the beginning of pandemic, specifically swirling around Warner Brothers movies and okay. their decision to release them on HBO Max and theater simultaneously throughout 2021. I mean, uh, Denny Villeneuve from uh, Dune was probably one of the biggest people against it. Christopher Nolan with Tenet, he refused to, you know, have him put it out like that. There was a bunch of examples, and actors who have incentives based on the success of the movie were rightfully so concerned about the movie possibly making less money at the box office. And you'd think that, because Warner Brothers seemed to be shooting from the hip. Like, they were just like, hey, all right, we gotta, we're gonna do something here. Uh, we got HBO Max, we don't have enough subscribers. Mm-hmm. About just we're just gonna put all our movies on HBO Max at the same time, and then people start freaking out. They're like, "All right, just for 2021, just for 2021, everything's on HBO Max." And it's like, "Okay, cool." But Disney, you think Disney would have their shit together? You just assume that Disney's not going to be in this position. You assume that if they're putting the movie online for thirty dollars through Disney Plus, that Scar Joe's been talked to about it, but uh, clearly not. Yeah, I mean this this kind of came out of left field for me because mm. um they her people for sure waited until until like the numbers came out, right? They for like they they <laughs> they waited until Florence Pugh got all the praise and they're like, "You know what? Screw you guys, Disney." <laughs> <laughs> cuz you know, cuz leading up to it, it seems like it was all good, everything was positive, everything was supportive, yeah. and you was going to come out and streaming. And then numbers come out and then you know, it's a hit. And then boom, they just laid down the hammer. I, I feel mm. like it's going to be a trend that I'm just going to be seeing a lot now, and I and I'm nervous with, uh, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jungle Cruise. Like his people are probably being ready to do something like this too. I don't know. He was he was very happily at uh, Disneyland, handing out the Terramana mobile, giving out free drinks and everything. <laughs> well, so. it's happy before, yeah, before the numbers come out. But then the true. numbers come out, and they're like, hey, "What's up with that revenue?" Well, like my 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 man's out there doing junkies. No, <laughs> give him money. And you know, I don't know. They might see. That's the other thing too. It's like if you don't just pay ScarJo her incentives, like just pay her out. Like it seems like the right thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, and they guys, maybe maybe people not. are so greedy. Who's greedy? The studios. Well, yeah, they are. And I mean, and so this is their quote. So people people don't like this quote, by the way, because I, I feel like some okay. people might hear this quote and be like. Ah, it kind of makes sense. People are not happy with this quote. So Disney said, there's no merit whatsoever to this lawsuit. It's especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract 
And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has already received to date. So there's a little bit of backlash with uh, them like kind of airing out her contract. Mm-hmm. Or saying, like, oh, yeah, you already made $20 million. Now, I'm like, hey, whatever she made, she made. Like, she already made $20 million. The movie also made $90 million straight up. So... Like they're yeah. not the victims here for already paying her twenty million. They yeah. made a movie based on her, and if the stuff's in the contract, it's in the contract. It's not her fault. COVID happened. It's not theirs either. But it is their yeah. fault to make it right when they're the ones paying. And because this mm. is a, a new uh, a new thing, right? It's on uncharted territory. This this new freaking streaming service and and the like the dual like oh theaters and streaming. Yeah, that revenue. It's uh, it's a little like. It's a little, it's like for me, it's a little complicated to see how much it made actually from streaming and how much it made in in the theaters because I feel like I see it as like these movies made so much less money and it's like a bomb or whatever or it didn't make enough. But then you look into the streaming and you're like, oh, it actually made a ton. Disney keeps making the decision to put these movies with Premier Access and that $30 charge. That 30 bucks, bro. Like, it's man yeah so i mean i don't know it depends how many people are paying for it that's really the thing and who knows who know i don't know i'm sure the numbers are out there somewhere but i love this too the callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID 19 pandemic like it's <laughs> like, like you in. could like oh we're breaching contract well don't you see how bad everything was i don't know it just it's like disney's not broke they're just not so they kind of like it's just hard to see him as like, oh, poor Disney. Like she's being so mean to you guys. It's like, no, nah, just pay her. Yeah, yeah, that that thirty bucks. You know that it's it's going somewhere, and, and she should definitely get a cut from it. Mm. And, um, and they should be looking like handle it correctly now because it will continue to happen. Yeah. Um, during and just the way you know things are looking too with COVID, and you know if if things are getting pushed back again or pulled out or whatever and there's a focus on streaming then um then you're going to continue to have issues you know especially if it's like oh we're not going to have it in the theater no more it's gonna be straight on our streaming service yeah they're gonna have big problems you gotta you gotta handle it right you gotta do it correct right now they're definitely not going to bring back Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow or what well I mean that's that's the other thing it's like like if you're gonna sue like look you're already dead in the universe. This is a prequel. supposed to come out years ago anyway. It's almost like a formality that it's even coming out. This is really yeah. just a launch pad for Florence Pugh. Not only that, it worked. Everyone was talking about her. No one gave a shit about Scar yeah, Joe. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it's like, hey, if you're going to sue, this is the time to do it. Like, you know what? Screw them. Like, you know, it's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. It's like, well, she's already been fed. Um, and now she's just trying to, you know, get her leftovers and leave the table. So we'll see. But, uh. These contracts are so ironclad that I feel like this, like, if Disney is acting like everything's good, and maybe it is, I haven't seen the contract, I have no idea, but what really put into perspective how crazy these fucking contracts are is when they couldn't split up the um, Justice League cut, because then if it's episodes, then all the agents are like, oh, well, if it's four episodes, then... My client needs to be paid per episode, even though it's the exact yeah. same content. It's just going to be shown differently. They're like, no, no, no. Well, now we're getting paid by episode. 
It's not in the contract that they're in a TV show. It's a movie. It's like, bro, that's crazy that they can't just put four separate hours out. Like, so they had to release it as a whole Snyder Cut movie. That's so, yeah. It's just wild. No, I know. When you told me that, I was freaking rocked. I was like, what? That's why? <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. There you it go. Is. It's contract stifling creativity more and more. These people are fighting. You know, they're fighting for their people. Yeah, it's just all it's power plays on power plays. But uh, here we go. This is the Jungle Cruise. Here we, we're at this review. I'm excited to talk about this. I purposely haven't told you how I felt about this movie. Um, I almost never tell you how I feel about a movie before we go into it. But uh, I'm curious to see oh, what yeah. your score is going to be. And uh, I'm excited for you to hear mine. It's going to be rough. Um, so we're doing the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> this is uh, directed by Jamie Colette Sarah who's essentially known for doing a bunch of shitty Liam Neeson movies, honestly. Um, he is directing Black Adam with The Rock as well, but he is uh, he's just done a bunch of bad Liam Neeson movies. Starring Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Jack Whitehall of um, Clifford the Big Red Dog fame, and Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. Plem Dog. And uh, we got Rotten Tomatoes here at the critics, 62%, and the audience... Much higher at a 94%. And the synopsis here is uh, the Jungle Cruise is based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Uh, Batman, do you remember this ride at all at Disneyland? And like when I say do you remember it, do you really remember it or have you been there at all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite ride. It's legit my favorite ride. Okay, so in the movie, there was a couple things where, like, he would, like, cut a rope. So that, And I've been on the ride. I just don't remember how similar it was to the movie. Obviously, I remember the jokes, things like that. The skipper obviously took a big part in it. But in the, in the ride, like, obviously, I understand the animals aren't real in the ride because it's a ride. But are they presented as jokes or in the ride they're presented as like, you know, like, oh, look at this animal. Yeah, it is presented as like real, but it gets followed up by a joke usually. So you just laugh about it. Like there's no there's no scare. Whereas in this movie, there is that in the beginning, there's that scare where they're like, oh, shit. Perfect. Because I really enjoyed the opening scene or one of the, you know, one of the early scenes in the movie yeah. where it's the introduction to the rocks character. He's the skipper of the riverboat going down, and he's causing everything around to happen. So everyone's like his, you know, an actor. Everyone's backing him up. So they go by, and he cuts a rope, and then this thing falls down, and everyone freaks out. And so he's really like orchestrating everything. And and I just thought it was such a fun scene and like a fun little take on it because I was just assuming oh, it was going to be. Just a crazy um, river. And it kind of turned out to be. But I really liked that intro with The Rock. I thought that was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, my favorite version of The Rock. Being charismatic, being funny, and, and just being being himself. It felt like a lot of, of just him and who he is. And, and he sold it well. And, and when you write the ride, the skipper sells it with the jokes and with whatever the situation Um and with that, with that waterfall, like the eighth wonder of the world, like that's in the ride yeah. too. Um, and it's like, oh wow, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not cool. But you know, the way that they sell it, it's 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 all a joke. It's essentially like a joke ride. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and and I'm I'm happy 
they did it because they made this whole freaking movie for that ride and they they did it justice in that part right just to show you like hey this is this is the ride that you remember and all and then you know the comedy adventure movie is going to begin yeah um but i'm so happy they did it it was like the perfect intro for him yeah it was a great intro for him and and his intro happens after emily blunt who I just I can't say enough good things about and uh, I was listening to another podcast and one of the hosts just kind of said uh, we need to see Emily Blunt like in everything like all the world needs is just more Emily Blunt movies yeah and I, I mean I just I couldn't agree more she's so great in this she's I mean she's I think by far the best actor in this movie uh, I think that's fair to say and she kind of carries it and I would just bless Emily Blunt in this movie she killed her role. Um, the whole opening scene with her was a ton of fun too, and trying to you know get this, uh, well, get this little arrowhead for to help her search for the tree of life. And oh, Emily Blunt couldn't say enough good things. Um, does a great job being being like the lead in this movie because I, I I feel I know The Rock's the big name, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, um, but Emily it just feels like her movie. It feels like Emily yeah. Blunt film. With uh, Dwayne Johnson, obviously great chemistry between the two. Um, they they really vibe off of one another, and and um, I, I had just seen her in in in, in a movie, uh, and she's vibing off with uh, Chillian Murphy or with uh, Killian Murphy, uh, and it was cool just seeing them together, seeing them act together. Um, it it was dope. It was dope. It was it felt so natural. It felt so cool. Yeah, that's a chem- for me. I didn't love the well. I didn't feel like the chemistry was as great as uh, you're saying. I think that the Rock was fine in the movie, and he definitely didn't detract anything. His opening scene was terrific, and when he was in that zone, I mean, that's kind of like the Rock zone of just the Rock being the Rock. It, it, it's a good zone to be in. It works for this movie, and it worked while it was happening. As their chemistry grew throughout the film, I, I wasn't super on board with it. Not not heavily against it. Not enough to like even make it a negative. But um, I've seen a lot of discourse about who would have been better in the role, and the only role that people are switching out is Dwayne Johnson's role. Like there. <laughs> And uh, and the amount of times really? I saw the name Brendan Fraser, even though he hasn't been in any movies like this in so long, it just kind of warmed my heart a little bit. It's got mummy vibes for sure. It has that feeling. There's also movie. I think it made it reminded me of playing the game Uncharted on like my PS4, which yeah. is one of the few games that I actually completely finished from beginning to end. And it's such a rewarding game. They're also making a movie out of it. I can't wait for that with Tom Holland, but. So many moments in this movie when certain things happened and they, they you know, they, they found certain things they were looking for. They, you know, executed certain goals. Like, it just felt so rewarding. And it kind of reminded me of playing the game and feeling that same, that same rewarding feeling. I love these action-adventure movies when they're done right. Yeah, the, the, the comp with, uh, with The Mummy makes total sense. When I watched it, it reminded me a lot of a mixture of, like, The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean. And you yeah, just can't yeah. help. You can't help but to think of uh, a Brendan Fraser, uh, because if this movie was done twenty years ago, it would have been like a Brendan Fraser vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have done such a great job in this role, and and it's 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 uh, it's almost written for him. Uh, it feels like, 
Um, but but I really do think that Dwayne Johnson did a great job. <laughs> like I, I I I'm I'm telling you, I I really loved how it played out. He never lost yeah. that from the intro. Like the intro when you see him, he never loses it. And yeah, you're right. Once once the movie goes on and um, their relationship starts developing a little bit more, it, it kind of goes on a direction that I I, I kind of don't like uh, when movies uh, go in this direction where you start. Um, thinking about like oh like is there some romanticism here you know like are they attracted to one another they're having a lot of close scenes i i feel like it doesn't really need that um but i i i was cool with how it played out i was cool with how how the movie played out obviously cgi is being a little criticized here as with like pirates like i i feel like pirates great movie but then once you start getting too much cgi in there it's uh it, it kind of distracts me from from the from the film itself um and I, I i'm not sure if, if you got that i don't know if the cgi played a big part for you but i i i know when i was watching it i was like man i should have seen this in 3d because there is some scenes here that i'm sure would have played in 3d but you're watching it 2d it it's like ah like i i don't need to see that like that's not that's not cool yeah, I mean, there. So there was. This is one of the few movies that has clear 3D plays, um, right? Something like coming at you. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like where I'm like, oh, hey, like literally, like I was watching the movie, and then the first one is right at the beginning during the rock's introduction, where there's like, yeah, a lot. It looks like a you know this like sharp it, log is going. It was right like in long too. <laughs> it was like a 10 second scene, and it's like, oh, and then I was like, oh yeah, this isn't 3D clearly. And then there's scenes throughout the movie where, you know, things are, there's like piranhas and a couple bees and random yeah. stuff where it kind of flies and it looks like it's flying out of the screen. Now, those moments, I mean, it just reminded me that the movie was in 3D. I wouldn't say they were negative or positive. I would also say that my mindset going into the movie was probably a little more like, all right, I'm going to have to get through this. Like, I wasn't super excited uh, to watch it necessarily. It was my, all right, we'll, we'll see how it goes. See another, a Disney movie, you know, whatever. Um, and so the CGI, I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't amazing. And like some of the, um, well, I don't want to do spoilers, but some of the older, um, the older pirate type people that were there, you know, the conquistadors or whatever, they, um, I mean, yeah, they were, they were clearly CGI, but it, it didn't honestly, honestly, personally, didn't bug me at all. Um, I did see the criticisms, and then I did see people praising pirates for holding up, but I, I had no problem with it, honestly. I do think, and the the other thing that you know I want to celebrate this movie for is that um, you know I felt like it was relatively violent for a Disney movie. It was PG thirteen, but I feel like they went, you know, they were like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna earn our PG 13 I thought that was cool. Also, a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone yeah. was drinking throughout the whole movie. Everyone was drunk during this Jungle Cruise. Yeah, everyone was fun. hammered. As you should be. If you're on a boat, you should be drinking. That's 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 just a rule. <laughs> the Rock throws away a chest of food, and he keeps the one with uh, alcohol. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, good job, good guy. Well, what did you think of the uh, Plum Dog in here, little Jesse Plummers? Oh, I needed more. I needed more of him. He he played the villain role well. Mm. Uh I just believe him to be a villain all, all yeah. the time, and 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 he's just a great actor. He he's he's he really knows comedy. He really knows how to play a a believable uh, villain. And I feel like he needed a little bit more. I, it, it was kind of those conquistadors, right? <laughs> like and and him. 
as like the villains. And I, I would have much rather seen him more involved and them having a lesser role. I know they were integral for the story. Uh, but it, it, there was moments where I felt like he was kind of just out of place. Like he's kind of just some rich aristocrat guy. That's just, he just wants to get this for, for no reason. Like, I, I don't know what his purpose was to get the tree of life. I don't know what he was trying to do other than just obtain power. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Everlasting life. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just exciting. Powerful. Yeah. Like, oh, that's something I would want. Let me yeah. uh, finance this submarine and this, uh, yeah, it's like group bro, of army guys. Yeah. It's like a river cruise. You can't just being a submarine in a river it's not how rivers work but whatever i i want to give big props for disney for having that coming out scene there's a coming out scene in the movie where uh the character the younger brother to emily blunt's character he essentially comes out and this mm. is like a new like territory that disney's kind of going through um i thought it was cool you know it's obviously a little risky it's a disney movie you have a character coming out the I think the only other time there's there's like allusions to like someone being being gay or or or, or queer or whatever the situation it was mm. in uh it was Josh Gad's character I, I think in um gosh what was that movie you already forgot you probably boycotted it <laughs> I probably did I probably wrote a weird tweet that's gonna haunt me in five years about <laughs> it but uh. <laughs> But I and but that character only made a comment. Like they just said something that 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 alluded to him being being uh being gay. Yeah. And uh and this movie has a whole a whole straight up scene that I feel like they did a good job. They didn't say it, which I, I'm reading, you know, that some people were kind of upset that you know they, they tried so hard not to say it. Um but I I thought it was cool and I don't think it was a distraction. I don't think it took away anything from the movie. I I liked how 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 they did it. it it's funny you say like it's risky. I, I feel like it's not right now. Like it just seems like in uh, pop culture and the way it is, and and I think it's a good yeah. thing. I, I feel like a lot of times when people have this conversation, like it's almost like condescending, like oh like you know gay is in right now, and it kind of like discredits all the hardships and everything that people have had to face. And so I don't mean it to sound like that, but. Uh, I, I mean, you know, even like the, with the way corporations and businesses responded to like the Black Lives Matter movement and everyone, right. you know, everyone's putting it in windows and putting out, you know, statements and all this stuff like social change is like in right now. It's like a thing. It's it's, it, you know, the companies are just they're they're embracing it. They're all about it now. Is it pure intention? No, because they're all billionaires. So they're evil people. But whatever. It's, you know, the representation is important. So it is a great thing to happen. Um, because yeah, it's, you know, all these things help normalize it. And, and, and that's important because it's good for people to see themselves on screen and see representations of themselves. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't really, I never understood it until I started having conversations with people about certain movies and how, you know, how important certain moments are and certain characters. And like, it, it just blows my mind. And I'm like, man, I never would have thought about it. That's because, you know, 95% of the movies I watch, everyone's just white. And I'm like, hey, it's me again. I'm doing it. Um, so, yeah. One of the things here, you always you always talk about score in the movies. I rarely talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. because I, I rarely really notice it, to be honest. Or like, I rarely see it as something that adds to the scene or detracts from it. Now, clearly... Mm-hmm. It's an addition, but, you know, there's scores that I notice. you know, like the Dark Knight, I noticed that score. And, you know, like Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer's score and with the Joker and all that stuff, like, I, I felt it. Like, and I, I remember how I felt when I saw it. 
Um, there was some, it wasn't score, but there was just some weird music choices in this movie. Uh, interesting. And, uh, there's certain parts, there's like one part where they're like retelling a story and, uh, the rock's telling the story and it's playing it back and there's just like some heavy rock song going on. And I was like, what is happening right now? It felt so weird to me. (laughs) Like I literally just kind of laughed. I was like, what is is this what is this the song they're really playing right now? Okay, I don't know what the song was, but it just it felt intense. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I definitely know what you're talking about, and we're, <laughs> we will get there when we get there. But uh, um, oh, is that like part of your review? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. All right, okay. definitely. I, I I'm just gonna say I freaking loved it. I enjoyed it. Okay, the way they right. did it, I was hyped. It made me believe. And uh, get some emotional attachment to uh, to the villain in this movie. All right, copy that. All right, well, then I don't, I don't want to spoil your tour. I didn't know I was uh, stepping on. T- I should have known. I was like, you always talk about oh, score. Yeah. You haven't brought this up yet. I don't know why. It, it just, man, I just, I don't know what you're going to say about it. Struck me weird as hell. I was like, yeah. what are they doing right now? And I literally <laughs> just laughed out loud. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, we, we got... We got a movie with The Rock, Emily Blunt. Uh, I, you know, I, I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot, actually. And there's, you know, some things that I, it was a little long. Um, there was a couple moments I felt like kind of dragged on story wise, but overall, you know, it was like two hours and ten minutes. Nothing too crazy, uh, but overall, fun ride. The Rock is charismatic as hell. I mean, there's no way around it. Emily Blunt is a vision. She's a dream. She's the best. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, and shout out John Krasinski too. You know, um, and yeah, I, I think overall I didn't I didn't love Jesse Plemons as much. Thought his character was kind of weird. I was kind of sad about it honestly because I just think well, he's he was so a little great. cartoony. Yeah, he was a little cartoony. Yeah. That's what I just feel like if he was made more into like the big villain, it it would be dope. But it kind of felt like he was a little out of place. Yeah, and and that's uh, always something that. That's a personal thing for me. The more cartoony they feel, I'm just gonna like it less. I just don't. That's just not. A, <laughs> that's just not a thing I enjoy. Um, because no one else seems cartoony, so it's like, why? I think know, even, there's no point. Yeah, even by design too, because the outfits that he's wearing. Shout out to the costume department, but they definitely like. They're like, let's make this guy look like a Nazi German guy, but he's not Nazi. Yeah. And he just had this look that is that official? Like, He's not a Nazi. Is that official? I don't Did think he, he, I didn't see any insignias. I mean, I you know I assume people are Nazis until they tell me otherwise. So <laughs> everyone, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't told That's me you're a Nazi, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, after watching Green Room, I just feel like they're they're out there. They're just, <laughs> oh, every time I'm in a park are. show, I'm like, bro, someone's getting stabbed. Yeah, it's like, why don't you have any hair? Tell me now, why? Is it hereditary? <laughs> Or is it because you hate <laughs> other races? Um, okay. That's funny. This <laughs> is off the rails. Uh, all right. So, yeah. How do you want to rate this movie, man? man? Oh, rating with? Um, I, yeah. I'm My heart is sold on bad puns because I mm. think it is just okay. my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I wrote down some of them. I just love the bad puns. Okay. I'm a big fan of it. Like like Jungle Cruise, the whole ride is just bad pun after bad pun yeah. after bad pun. And if you have a good skipper, like a good one, it's so damn funny, man. Yeah. If you have a bad one, it's going to be terrible. But in this movie, Dwayne Johnson, they got a good skipper. They got the good guy. Yeah. This is also that ride is like an all time, like my mom nudging me, like, you'd be good at this. It's the same with like the uh, you would. Universal you would. Studios, uh, like Tram. 
It's like, hey, yeah. you, you should do this job. I'm like, I mean, if they'll let me, I'll say some wild they, shit. They go through like three interviews. It's intense. Yeah. Like, they try <laughs> to find the great ones. They really go through. I would fail for sure. I, I would I would for sure fail. No, uh, no. You would be not. great at it. I'm happy just to be sitting there. It's <laughs> it's also the best ride because you're just sitting down. You're, oh, yeah. Like I said, eating that pickle or a uh, uh, freaking pineapple spear or Dole Whip or whatever. You're just you're just chilling. Mm. Oh, you were talking about Jungle Cruise. I'm like, I'm, once I said the studio tour Universal, I'm already sitting there. You said sit down. I was like, hell yeah, with the tall can, because that's what they that's how they roll at Universal. <laughs> yeah, and then just run that. Pickles, yeah, <laughs> no, run that forty minutes and then just hop off, just ready to use the restroom. Like, but every <laughs> yeah, every right. single time I get off that thing, I'm like, bro, I got a piss bad. It's a mad. It's a mad dash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, next time, even thinking about it now, next time I hop on there, I might wait uh, 10, 15 minutes to crack that tall boy. Uh, but <laughs> all right, so bad puns, uh, it's great. I'm, what, what are you rating this? What are you giving it, man? Man, what do we got? Yeah, I, I'm gonna hit you with a uh, 85 bad puns Ooh, uh, for this. Okay, film. okay. Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. There there was some things that I feel like they could have changed it, like for me to make it into a into a 90s. I don't feel like the runtime was an issue at all. Um, I loved Emily Blunt's character. I loved uh, Dwayne DeRock Johnson's character. I love how they blossomed and he just did this movie. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much when I fought, when I saw the first scene. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but um, like Emily Blunt's introduction. Mm. But I felt like I was like, oh man, like I feel like I might not even like this. Um, but this comedy adventure <laughs> film, like it's been a while since I've seen a good comedy adventure film. Yeah, they don't and, do them like that. And I, I, I loved it. And this is based on a freaking ride. They made a whole two-hour movie based on a ride, and I felt like I was, I was in the ride. I feel like I was part of the boat. Um, big fan. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and my uh, three-word review <laughs> right, is going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be nothing else matters. Because the song that you did hear, that uh, rock song that was going on, mm-hmm. it's Metallica. Is nothing else matters. Okay. And um, in a in a wild wild choice, the president of Walt Disney Pictures, Sean Bailey, he uh, he he felt like like that song was the right fit for this movie, and 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 wanted it in there. They got it in there. Metallica worked with them and they created like an instrumental version of the song. Um, and I was hyped for it. I loved it. Nothing else matters, man. All right. Nothing else matters. I like it. I thought, I, I thought you were going to throw me a 90 score. I honestly did. I thought the Mad Man was going somewhere in the nineties because when I watched it and I actually enjoyed it, I was like, shit, man, if I like this, I feel like the Mad Man's like cheesing right now. Just watching this movie, loving it. Uh, so 85 though I like it I, I'm giving this one a 80 bad puns out of 100 right there strong 80 okay um, yeah I was debating between 79 and 80 but I'm, I'm show it some respect and give it the 80 a lot of mummy vibes a lot of wishing Brendan Fraser was there but you're right the action adventure stuff it's just it's a fun genre when it's done right and you know I'm, I'll take more of them any day absolutely so yeah my three word review is going to be adventure movies play uh, they're they're back I feel like they're hopefully they're coming back. Hopefully they're hot. They're making another Indiana Jones. They're making the Uncharted movie. Yeah, these movies when like when they're done right, it's very fun. You're looking for these ancient civilizations. You got a key. 
You got to find where the key goes. You turn the key. All of a sudden, all these rocks just become a piece of electronic equipment somehow. And lights start turning on. <laughs> and things, you know, inanimate objects that haven't moved in years just start moving. And who knows why, but it's fun. And the Egyptians and how they make the pyramids. And no one understands. And whatever the fuck. It's just cool to watch. So adventure movies play. I'm all about it. Um, yeah. Sounds like it sounds like we got uh, positive reviews for the Jungle Cruise. I'm excited. I was after because when I saw it had a sixty something percent too, I was like, this is gonna be a little rough. But no, I thought it was great. Yeah, I I, I didn't know it was uh, up there in the nineties. Uh, well, for I, the audience, I, I I really didn't. I uh, there there was just a few things, man. If they would have changed up, um, I I would have had it as 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 a ninety. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like eighty five felt right. I feel like it's a great great. movie. Everyone should watch it. Pay the 30 bucks if you're afraid of the Delta. Um, Stay home. Watch it. You know, just make sure uh, make sure uh, we figure out a way to get the rocks some extra money. I mean, this guy's got so much money. He's doing all right. But Emily Blunt, we got a supporter too, you know. All right. Well, that, uh, what's up? Are you happy that Kevin Hart's not in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I ate. Someone asked me that on, on the way out. Uh, they're like, oh, what, what, did, what did you watch? I was like, oh, Jungle Cruise. Like, oh, is Kevin Hart in that one? I was like, look, he's not in every rock movie. <laughs> but then I had to like go on Wikipedia and double check that he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like a like, cameo or him. something. Yeah, I was like, maybe he was one of those guys, like you know, just yeah, shooting, the, throwing shoot, darts at people. Yeah. yeah, good old Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Hart. This is my impression of Kevin Hart. Hey, stop it! Ah, there you go. See, it's Kevin Hart. Fart out of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm so fucking tired right now. Um, Oh yeah, hey, (laughs) hey guys, that sounded great. Uh, Can we get everyone to reset? All right, take two. Blunt for Emily Blunt. Hey. hey, she probably got that a lot in high school. Good look, good look. Yeah, plot twist. She's she's a drug addict. You know, wait till <laughs> see her tweet. Everyone's like, yeah, we didn't like the movie. She's like, oh, you didn't like the movie? Well, I'm high as shit right now. All right, so it's like, oh, jeez, someone tell John. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She's off the deep end again. He's gonna do his tell all. He's like, hey, hey, Instagram. So. uh yeah. I had to leave for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The Rock, I mean, John Krasinski should have been in this movie, too.